0: I eat in secret because I'm so sad about my weight. Sin is rising up over my head. I am a completely different person when nobody is around. I let my friends pressure me to lie to my parents about what I did with them on the weekends. I lie to the people closest to me, but I say I don't. I'm sexually active. I hate failing. When I fail, I beat myself up. I'm afraid of love, and to be loved. And so, that's you guys. That's me. That's some of the adults. That's kind of some of the secrets that we we harbor within ourselves. And I want to kind of um, make note that we are all incredibly... A lot of people. I said last week that it, you know we need to recognize ourselves as a community of sinners before we recognize ourselves as a community of saints. That really kind of goes on par with uh, the people you read about in the Bible. The Bible tells us about all these heroes, these champions of the faith, and most of them tell some pretty dark secrets. And I want to kind of, excuse me, I want to read some of those to you. You have got, got Moses most of you guys know Moses as this champion this, this incredible leader that led uh, God's people out of, out of slavery uh, but, but the truth is Moses had uh, some big time anger problems, Moses got so angry he let loose, Moses became a murderer and, and wandered around in the desert for a while trying to keep that secret you have uh, Rahab this uh, I don't know if someone will get out of that that would be annoying the whole time but uh, if one of the band members want to get the... Uh, I don't know if we can fix that. Is that me? Yeah, yeah, we'll you got know. yeah, Rahab. Um, you guys don't know who Rahab was? He was, uh, he was kind of a hero in the Bible who helped uh, the spies go into the promised land and, and, and keep them there. And she happened to be a, a prostitute. You had um, Abraham. Abraham was the, uh, the father of God's chosen people. He was promised a child, but... Uh, refused to be patient and wait for God, ended up taking things in his own hand and uh, slept with his his maid for a child. That's not a good good thing to do. That was uh, something that he kept. You have his wife Sarah. He, she pretty much laughed in God's face when uh, he he told her she was going to have a baby. You have Peter, the rock that God was to build this church on. Um, he pretty much lived a double double life and was not um, who who didn't live out who. He said he was, and pretty much denied Jesus. You have Paul. Paul pretty much wrote the book on this. Paul was a, a pretty much um, captain of the Christian Killers Club uh, before he came to know Christ. But even after he uh, came to know Christ, he, he penned, uh, you know, these words. I, I have the desire to do what is good, but I can't carry it out. And uh, I'd actually say the, the, the verse that goes before it, the one that talks about, I, I, I know what is good. Uh, what I need to do is good, but I can't do it, and what's not good, I do, but I always get confused because it's like the biggest tongue twister uh, in the Bible, and if you know that verse that I'm talking about, Paul pretty much wrote that, and that just goes to show you that the Bible makes no attempt whatsoever to clean up the darkness in its so-called heroes, and it doesn't sweep things under the rug to make it look okay. As you read the Bible, it's not written in a way that... Makes it look like we're all supposed to be perfect. It's actually pretty honest and open about the secrets and the darkness that uh, that the heroes kind of keep within themselves. And so, I don't want you guys to miss this. But this is this is something I want you guys to understand. That's extremely important. Is that God's plan and work in your life are best portrayed. In the messes of our lives. Let me say it one more time. God's plan and work are best portrayed in the messes of our lives. And I, and I sat in my office as I as I looked at those words in my notes, and that that really hit me because I think so often we we think the best for God, and when, when God's doing the most is when we see uh, you know a, a, maybe a miracle that we're praying for, or when we see um, you know you know kind of this this offensive. Thing, and we forget that even in my own life, man, when God was at his best, when God was doing work that was so miraculous is when I was honest and open with him and he, he was able to change my life. And when we keep these secrets within us, we, we we stop that from happening. We stop from seeing God's best and his work being portrayed in the messes of our lives. So then if God knowingly and willingly Enters our brokenness. There's a question how should we respond? What should our response be? And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. There's this uh, definition on, on the screen if Matt wants to put that up there. there go, next slide. That's actually in the title. So we can skip that one. on this one Confession. This is kind of our response to God. And, and I want to kind of define that for tonight. It says living honestly before God and making sure that the contents of our hearts match what we share with Him. I want to read it one more time. Confession is living honestly before God and making sure that the contents of our heart match what we share with Him. See, we don't want to come before God and hide some of the bad stuff. We don't want to hide the dirt and come into worship time and, and come before Him cleaning ourselves up. And we're going to be... Uh, honest with ourselves and true about what confession is, we're going to live honest before Him, and the contents of our heart will match our communication with Him. So most of us have kind of anonymously written something on our card, but tonight I want to encourage you guys to kind of figure out how we can be honest with God face-to-face, honest with God in our prayer life, not anonymously where nobody knows what we're dealing with. So I want to share a couple things that are going to help you uh, be honest with God through confession. We're going to go through three things and just take a look at it real quick. Uh, the first is that we need to understand and grasp this idea that God already knows what's going on in your life. You know, it's not like God's going to be surprised. Oh, what? Really? Oh, I can not I couldn't believe you wrote that down. I, I had no idea until I read the card. That's not the case. That's not how how God is. He's not going to be surprised. And we and we know this about God. We know this. We know God knows everything. But yet, for some reason, when we keep things inside, we start to think kind of messed up and twisted things as we go to God in prayer. And and I didn't really think, like, no, I know, I know God knows everything, but that doesn't really change the way that I, I approach God, but it really does. We start to think things and say things commonly, things like, well, you know, God won't really love me unless I figure this out. Like, I have to figure this out first, and if I don't, you know, God can't use me or love me right now. Or we, we think things like, you know, God's not going to give me a, another chance. I've messed up so many times, i pretty much, uh, I, I, I've, I've reached the limit on His do-over capacity. You know, I, I, I've, there's, there's no more chances left. We think things like, well, well what is, what is God going to think when I tell Him? i I, I got to keep it from Him. Like, really? That doesn't even make any sense. Like, God's going to be like, oh, uh, oh, myself. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know. Oh, myself. Uh, think about it. You guys... i gotta, I got a front around You know, He's not going to say that. He's not going to, you know, be surprised about what's going on. Okay? I want to read to you guys Psalm uh, 139. And this kind of talks about how much God knows us. Psalm 139, 1-8, through if you have your Bibles, you can open up, it's not on the screen, so if you don't have your Bibles, uh, just listen up, I'll give you guys a second to turn there, there's a second, hopefully you're good sort of gross. It says, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar, you discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways, before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. And that's just part of that psalm That it goes on to talk about how God knows each and everything going on in our lives. And so you're sitting there, and you've got to be asking yourself, so so what's the point? If God already knows what's going on in my life, then why, why spill the beans? Why be open and confess to God? And the point is simply this. Confession is not for God. It's not this religious duty that God says, well, you have to do this, and if you don't, then you're a bad person, and you're not the Jew Christian that I want to be. Confession is not for God. Confession is for you. Confession is for me. Confessing to God kind of takes the sin and shame out of our hands and it gives it over to God. I'm no longer held responsible for what's going on. I'm giving it to you God. There's no there's no shame. There's no feeling of pain. Remember what we talked about last week. There's no, no fear of pain and the uh from what others are going to think about us if we give it to God. And that's what happens when we, we go through this time of confession. First John 1 9 states if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Our part is confession. His part is forgiveness. And that's what we're kind of talking about tonight. And so we have to come to a point where we understand that confession is needed for us to be forgiven by God. Number two thing that we kind of need to understand tonight as we look at this idea of confession is that we need to understand that we need to be raw and we need to be real. And this is going to kind of hit you guys and I am going to uh, challenge you guys in this this kind of idea uh, right now. And this is kind of what separates the, the people who are real sorry for what's going on, who really want to be free, and kind of the fakers. It's just, you know, like the JV from the varsity. These are the people who are going to take this whole idea of your secret seriously, and the whole I and, and, and the group of people who are just kind of, kind of, well, you know, I'm bad a little bit, but it's not too big a deal. See, what happens is when we confess our sins, we, we are tempted to make it look not so bad. And what we do is we minimize things. We say things like, well, you know, like once, you know, this happened, or, you know, a few years back, or from time to time, or in a weak moment. And we minimize what's really going on in our lives. We, we make it look like it's not such a big deal. So that's one of the things we do. We minimalize things. The other thing we do is that we kind of rationalize things. We take our secret, we take our sin, and we're like, well, you know, um, I was only angry and yelled yeah, at uh, these people because they were just giving me such a hard time. And because, you know, they, they kind of were mad at me first, and so that's why I reacted this way. Or, you know, I, I kind of grew up and I have a messed up home life. And I know, I know that's tough, and I know many of you do. But we kind of begin to shift the blame on different things, and we rationalize why we do what we do. And the funny thing is, I, I read that in the cards. I read it over and over again in the cards. No, but these were anonymous cards, and yet over and over, I read, "Well, it, 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 like just." explanation to me of why you did what you did. Some people wrote, like, paragraphs of, well, this, and, and I, I promised myself I wouldn't do this, but I, I just, you know, I, I, I suffered from this, and and well, you know, it was just a couple times. And I read it, this minimalization, I read it in these anonymous cards. And I get it. You know, I, I've done it in my own life. I've, I've confessed things I've been like, it was actually a lot worse than what I thought it was. And I kinda, I was joking, uh, not joking, but I was talking with, you know, uh, Aaron Nitz, uh, last week and we were talking about some of the things and we were talking about how in our own life, but generally, it's almost always worse than what someone lets on. Because even though we, we expose ourselves, we expose it a little bit, but not completely. And that's, that's our human nature. I want to read to you guys um, Psalm 51. This is David. You guys remember David? We talked about him last week. He was that the, the roof-perched, peeping Tom guy who, who kind of set up a whole Godfather-like scene and ordered a, a hit on this guy and got him killed. Do you guys remember him? you guys remember David? You guys with me? Okay. So this is kind of David coming to grips with uh, some of his secret. He's writing about his sinful nature. He, he, he kind of spells it out like it is. Psalm 51, verse 1 through 5, if you're following along or taking notes. He says this, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. And this is my, my favorite part. So. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Now see, David doesn't kind of sugarcoat it. He doesn't say, well, God, you know, she was pretty hot, and what was the guy supposed to do? He says, no, I was evil in your sight. I mean, he says, I was evil. Now, I'm sinful, doesn't sugarcoat it, doesn't rationalize it, doesn't doesn't minimize what he does. He realizes the weight and gravity of what he's done, and he's open and honest before God. And so again, we have to be raw and real uh, with with how we're approaching God. And another way, way we avoid honesty is that instead of confessing to God, instead of going before God and, and telling Him what's going on, we we promise to, to, to fix it. We say, God, I, I promise that I'm not going to do this again. And you think in your head that if I promise God I won't do it again, and I, I can just not do it again, then I'm in the clear. And then I don't have to really be honest and honest before God because I, I'll deal with it myself. I'll take care of it. And we say things like, I'll try my hardest not to cut myself again to relieve pain I won't visit that pornography site ever again I promise not to sleep with my boyfriend until we are married and we get in these situations and we try so hard we grit our teeth we're like Ew, I'm not gonna no, I'm not. okay we resisted that one time we're like okay good Woo! five minutes went by we're good Like we're on roll now you know we're, we, we 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 made some we made some progress. Five minutes goes by, fifteen minutes. Woo! All right, you go to bed and wake up. Man, whole day goes by. Yeah, I'm doing it. God, we're doing it. Sweet. Whole day goes by. Maybe you're lucky enough. Maybe you are strong enough, and you're you even say you get a week. Woo! Yeah. You go whole week, and you, you you're like, God, man, I'm, I fixed it. I'm, I'm done with it. You know, I've had a couple of temptations, but I, man, I smacked them down. I kind of resisted that. And you all know what happens, you know the story. After a little bit of time, kind of get to weak and we break down and sin gets the best of us. And, and instead of promising God, God, I won't do that again. I promise I'm gonna work harder. We should have just been honest and open, God, and said, God. I'm a cutter, and I need help with my emotional pain. I'm addicted to porn, and I need help. I'm afraid that my boyfriend will leave me if I don't sleep with him. See, this is the honest and open and raw and real kind of confession that God is looking for. Not this sugar-coated, minimalized, rationalized, well, no, this is kind of what's, what's going on. And this open and honest confession is what teaches us humility. Teaches us that, you know what? You had no chance trying to promise God that you were going to do better. You had no chance. You know, it teaches you submission. That God, I I need you before I need to, to, to help myself. God, I'm going to go before you and submit myself to you. And it teaches this openness with Jesus that he's longing for. And it's not until we become completely open and honest that we learn to receive what we desperately need. And we learn to receive this forgiveness. And so, to recap, you know, God knows what you're going through. There's no reason to hide it. And and guys, we have to be open and and raw and real and and just outright honest. I I read read one one of those cards and, like, it, was a, it said what the sin was, and then it, it started to go into details, and then just stopped. The card never finished. Like, yeah. the details aren't important. The details are extremely important. The details are what's real. And so lastly, I want us to fully understand God's forgiveness to We need to fully understand what God's forgiveness is all about, because I think we, we kind of get it confused. And, and the first thing I want to say about God's forgiveness is that God's forgiveness isn't like a spiritual power washer. It's it's not that we go before God and we ask for forgiveness we receive it and the mess is cleaned up. The mess is still there, but the shame is gone. We're going to talk next week about how to clean up the mess and and where we go with that. But Forgiveness is kind of the starting point of of, confessing and and getting us on the right track. And and, and I'll be quite honest. I, I wanted to talk about fully understanding God's forgiveness, when I got to this point in my office, and I kind of got stumped. I was like, how do you fully comprehend God's forgiveness? Because the truth is, I can't fully comprehend God's forgiveness. You know, I can't, I, w- I wish I could, but that's kind of who God is. And uh, so I figured what I would do is just kind of read a couple scriptures to you guys. And, and I want you tonight to, to listen to these, and I want you to, to understand them, and I want you to fully grasp what God's forgiveness is all about. And we're going to kind of close with this idea. And so if the band wants to come up, maybe uh, you guys can kind of make your way up, they're going to play. And we're going to, we're going to kind of close tonight uh, with one last worship song. And we're going to close, and I want to give you guys an opportunity to respond and be open, not anonymously on a card, but I want you guys to be able to respond to God and be open and honest before Him. And I want to read a couple of verses that talk about God's forgiveness. In Micah chapter 7, verse 18 through 19, he says this, Who is a God like you? who pardons sin and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance. You do not stay angry forever, but delight delight to show mercy. You will again have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. And this is probably my favorite one that talks about forgiveness. If you take taking notes. it's in Psalm 103, verse 10 through 12. He says... He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His love for those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed the transgressions from us. And so tonight, many of you have already kind of written your secrets down. But I want you to take a step further. I want you guys to be able to go before God. Open, honest, raw, and real. Not hiding anything. Come before God. That's David. God, God, I am a sinner and I need you. It's not that God doesn't know. It's not that God's going to be surprised. God is there. He's waiting for you. Come to me. To be, I have forgiveness for you. I want to take away your shame. I want to begin this healing process in your life. So if you guys stand, I want to, I want to kind of pray with you as we go into this song. And I want you guys personally to kind of go before God and, and, and forget who's next to you and just be prayerful during this, this song. Will you guys pray with me? Idea of a confession. We start with confession. We, we, we confess to you, God, that we've been half-heartedly being truthful with you, God, that we've we've held things back, maybe we haven't um, been completely honest with what's going on in, in the depths of our hearts, God. We've, we've, we've begun to hide things from you. We begin to kind of clean ourselves up. We begin to doubt your love in our lives, God. We begin to reject. The greatest work you can do in healing us because we we try to clean ourselves up on our own. We try to tidy things up. God, but we don't don't want to do that anymore. We want to to come before you. Look look into our hearts as you walk into a house and just see the mess that's there. God, we, we are all unorganized not an angry God. You're a God who delights to show mercy. You're a God whose steadfast love is never-ending. God, I I pray that tonight you would remind us of that. You would remind us that your greatest work is is, is healing our own lives. God, that we have a God we can be open and honest with. We don't have to come uh, before you with shame. We don't have to come before you God, sorry and it didn't ourselves. Uh, God, for what we've done, we can come before you. We lay our lives at your feet, God, and we can receive your forgiveness. God, we know tonight that there's nothing we can do. It doesn't matter how many times. It doesn't matter. God, you have forgiveness waiting for us. God, we receive it tonight. It's in your name we pray. Amen.